When the global supply chain is strained, one essential transportation network continues to keep the economy connected 24-7. That network is freight rail. We're increasing hiring and capacity, all while investing more than $20 billion per year into our network to improve reliability every day. We never stop working to better serve our customers because freight rail works. G'day everyone, Lauren Kress, the business scientist here. Happy Monday. We're gonna do this this week, three episodes. Three episodes this week, I'm super excited. I felt like starting off this episode by saying, you didn't think I was going to do it, did you? <laughs> and I did. So hope you're having a great start to the week. I thought this episode would be perfect to kick you into gear. I always like to start my Mondays with like clean slate, but it's really interesting because in today's episode with Oliver Berquez, who is a fitness expert, ex-professional soccer player, doing amazing work in a whole heap of spaces in terms of well-being, corporate well-being. Uh, Really, really amazing guy. He has his own podcast show as well, which I highly recommend checking out called Brain, Brawn and Business. I got to be a guest on the show, which was awesome. And Oliver, if you're listening to this, thank you. I had so much fun. Uh, But today is all about setting up your routine, setting up habits, and also making sure that, you know what, if like you have a bad day, you just go, cool, clean slate the next day. I think a lot of us do that on Mondays or at the start of the month or at the start of the year. But what Oliver talks about is the importance of being able to do that any day of the week. Uh, I learned so much from this episode. I think it's so motivating and so inspiring. If you want to find out more about Oliver and the work he's doing, I'll put the link to Oliver's profile in the show notes. And if you like this episode and it made you feel good, please consider sharing it with someone else. Share it with your friends, your family, people who you know that it will help. Uh, It helps to support the show, which I really appreciate. And as you know, if you've been listening to the last couple of episodes, this show is now fully independent. It is run by me and me alone, so it's not sponsored by my business anymore. And if you feel like if we met in person, you'd be happy to buy me a cup of coffee, then please consider buying me a cup of coffee for the work I put into the show. I'd really appreciate it. You just need to head over to Kofi.com. So that's ko-fi.com forward slash Lauren Cress. The link will be in the show notes as well. Uh, but anything you can do to kind of help support this, there's a lot of work that goes into making this possible and I'd really appreciate your help. All right, without further ado, let's get on to today's episode. Oh, and one more thing. If you do like this episode, please uh, consider giving the podcast a positive rating and review. It really helps to grow the show. All right, that's it from me. Uh, Enjoy today. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe. If you haven't subscribed, subscribe uh, wherever you listen to your podcast so you can keep up to date with all the latest episodes. All right, here is my interview with Oliver Berquez. G'day everyone, Lauren Cress, the business scientist here and joining me this afternoon or it's it's morning where you are Oliver is Oliver Bequez who is a uh, health and fitness coach and he specializes in helping business owners, busy people, executives who want to be healthy, want to perform at their best. Uh, so Oliver, I might get you to just start by sort of introducing a little bit more about yourself and um, and what you do. 
Yeah, thank, well, thanks for having me on, Lauren. Um, we just said before you went live, it's part two, obviously. <laughs> you, kindly, <laughs> you kindly came and, and chatted on my uh, uh, podcast, and that was it was actually really well received. So thank you for your time there. And thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that's basically what I do. I work with business owners, senior level execs, directors, and it's just purely and simply just to get them healthier, fitter, performing better. Um, and typically owners come in, you know, I think people at that level come to me with issues maybe around sort of stress, no time to exercise, poor habit and lifestyle choices. And so it's with those issues and it's just, it's just giving them the tools and the support to do that. And, um, and, and, you know, it's interesting with business owners because they have some really good success traits because that's why they're at that at the front there. And, and if they're performing well in their business, but their lifestyle can fall really short. So when you can get people with more energy and performing better, it's amazing what impact that has on the business. And that's the correlation. And, and that's to try and I suppose that's where I bridge the gap for people is is that's their business and do all of the things behind it to help them maximize what they're doing in their business. So, yeah, we do that. And then, yeah, I've got just a couple of various things. You know, I've got a gym in Chelmsford, Essex in England, <laughs> um, small group personal training, which we do. And, um, and I've got some other stuff I've online. So, yeah, just a few different, I suppose, um, ways to support business owners through from my businesses. So I'm interested, obviously, like with having a gym, which is physical, your business would be impacted by the lockdown and quarantine. Uh, what what are you kind of finding happening with like, did, did you find a lot of people kind of went, okay, well, I can't go out. So that's it, like fitness down the drain kind of thing. Or did you find that uh, people were looking for other ways to, you know, stay in shape and sort of, you know, I guess also keep motivated as well? Yeah. It was a really challenging, challenging for everyone, you know, so I, I, I don't want to, you know, come on and I've, I've tried to be positive in since it's happened and not be the one moaning, you know, because or woe me with business challenges and stuff because everyone's had them. But, you know, we had them and it was quite, quite quick, had to ch- change and adapt and pivot. And one of the things was, right, how can I serve my clients online? Because the gym is the gym. People come to the gym. We invested a lot in the equipment and the service there, which you can't replicate. So it was a case of, right pivoting creating some stuff online which we've done virtually to be able to coach our clients um those that wanted that coaching have got that we then create some free resources so just for our private community where we could put on some workouts for people to give them that support that didn't want the coaching um and it just depends on people's behaviors so look we were here to try and support those that need it and i think some people hibernated some people went in some shells and everyone's challenged in different ways but you know what we try to get across to people the time is actually now more than ever it's important to look after physical and mental well-being and I think that's really important so whether it's so exercise and movement daily eating well not perfect well and anything daily on a habit perspective that will allow you to just maintain those levels for your physical and mental well-being so I think that's really important. We adapted and that's what we we did for our clients. But I think the biggest thing is now which I'm seeing is it's people's attitudes as well. Because like when gym reopens and we're going back into like lockdowns being slightly lifted here in the UK, you're still having, it depends on people's attitude to that. Some people might be still scared of lockdown and, and not doing thing and not getting out. Other people are like, no, I've got to get out and I've got to do something. So as much as we're here to support and encourage and sort of help those people through this period, you still, I think people have, it's their attitude to whether they want to do it in the lockdown period, which I think is going to 
still be there even when our gym opens it's it's going to be there as well mm. yeah it's sort of this it is a strange time we're in a similar position here where we're we're starting to open things up fortunately in australia we had a very low like death uh toll uh, I mean, it's any death toll is obviously sad, but it was really nice to see those numbers so, so low. Uh, and so, you know, businesses are starting to open up and outside workouts are starting to be allowed and things like that. But yeah, I think there is obviously still fear. And I think the point that you made around the mental health, physical health connection is a really, really important one. I think a lot of people would know that feeling of when you start taking care of yourself physically you see that your your mental health is sort of improved. But can you share a little bit more about, I guess, the science behind that connection? Why is it that when we take care of ourselves physically, we see all these other benefits, uh, you know, for us mentally and in, in our business? Yeah, of course. You know, and I think the reason it, it's so important is because, well, I mean, I'll, I'll start again. I'll strip that back, actually. I, I don't think people quite know what feeling good's about. You know, when you are, when you've eaten really well in a good spot there and you're training really well and the energy levels and the posture and how physically good that makes you feel, I don't think a lot of people ever get to that point. Mm. And certainly business owners and people we're working with is they don't know what that feels like. So it's first of all, trying to get people to the point to realize how, what feeling good feels like, and then the impact it can have on your work performance, because People will just slog away. They're, they're still working really well, but they have tiredness, they have aches and they have pains. And they think that's just the norm and it's, 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 it's fine. They're going to carry on, but it's not. The reason they're getting that is because their lifestyle, so their nutrition and their exercise, their movement and the self-care isn't quite there. Mm. So I think the first thing is realizing that we should be feeling good. And when we feel good, so when we are fitter, when we're eating better and we have our good energy levels and we sleep well and we can have good relationships and our concentration is bang on the point in meetings, the outcome of those behaviours leads to productive work time, precision with work, less distractions, um, make sustaining tasks for longer periods of time, you know? So I think if you can get those things, you know, like the performance, the, our mental and physical performance is everything, you know. I think when we're fitter and we're healthy in our mind and our body, the direct impact it has on home and relationship, playing with the kids, and like I say, being able to work through a whole long day, your ability to overcome stressful situations. Um, I'm just trying to think of things that come back from like business owners that work with when we get that. But anyway, you know, when you get to that, that point, you're like, wow, okay, that's what healthy lifestyle through food and nutrition and, and movement and a, a mindset, positive mindset does for me. Mm. You know? And that's what I want to try and get to people to realize, you know, we shouldn't suffer in pain and tiredness. You should be sleeping four hours a night and you shouldn't get loads of slumps in the day. I know life takes over. I mean, I've got a young family. My kids might not sleep very well the night before and I get up the next day and I'm tired and time can lead to slumps and bad choices. But, you know, I know sleep's important. Um, so, you know, sleeping well, getting up, eating as well as you can, keeping your water levels up, training 
or an hour of exercise and movement that all have a positive impact on your performance. And it's trying to get people to get to that point so they realize it and experience it. How long do you think it takes for people to kind of, I mean, you know, I think a lot of us, well, I don't know, speaking from personal experience, if I have a good night's sleep versus a bad night's sleep, like I can tell pretty quickly, like I'm like, oh, I'm really struggling today or like, yep, I'm, I'm all, <laughs> all go, I'm, I'm great. Um, how long do you generally find it takes for people to realize, oh, there are a lot of, they're experiencing the benefits, I guess? Yeah, I would say two weeks, two weeks of good behaviours and habits. I think if you get to two weeks of, of, of just some consistent new habits, healthy habits, I think you'll start to notice a change. But I think yeah. the biggest thing comes through self-awareness as well. So what I try and I try and educate people, I try and educate business owners, what I want them to do is I want them to be aware of what they're doing and the changes. So it's not just, right, eat this, train emotionally how you're feeling whether it's and I get people to journal and log those feelings yeah, great that's because, great. In a week, because a week and a half goes by you're feeling good you forgot what you did to feel good <laughs> it becomes like it becomes a normal you forgot that but if in a journal or a behavior tracking sheet we do we've got these behavior worksheets I do for people so they can track these outcomes mm. um, when they do that and you're aware you look back and you go Eight well, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, felt energy, felt energized, bad, bad day of food, Thursday happens, felt tired. You start to see patterns occurring. Mm, yeah. That's the self-awareness people need, you know. It's like um trying to think of an, a way of what's the word of tracking. I mean, if I re re relate to you, Lauren, maybe, you know, like you talk about, obviously with your, your brand, growing your audience, growing your brand, you know, you need some markers, you need some indicators, not just doing something. You need to maybe see what your community give you back and give your feedback and um, see what your insights are on certain, certain things. And so it's, it's being able to be aware of these result markers or the outcome markers for your behaviors. And it's that self-awareness that will then lead to you shaping a new path for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's such a, re such a really great point. That is such a great point because it's, it is that kind of, well, two things that made me think of one is like being mindful of this is what's actually going on. Cause it's sort of like, I think there's also that thing of when you start feeling better, you forget what it was like before as well. Like you forget the bad and then you can take it for granted. Um, but the other thing I was thinking was that, okay, so when you have these, um, these slumps or these not slumps but you know like say you have the bad day thursday um also seeing that yeah okay but i had other days that i was good and i can just go back because i mean it seems like do you find that people kind of go oh well i had one ba bad day so that's it i'm giving up can't do it anymore great point great point um happens so much so i talk about so, so my um in my podcast where i always talk about the good lifestyle you keep is better than the perfect one you don't and and so I think this is a really and, and I'll give context to what I mean by that. And, and I use something. Uh, uh, so I used that and, and something called the clean slate policy, because I think, look, lifestyle, life in general, days and work and fitness and nothing's ever perfect. And if we try and try and try and be perfect all the time, if we're pinning ourselves on perfection, when we fall short, we beat ourselves up and go back into old ways. So I think the first thing is to be good, not perfect. Mm -hmm. 
and accepting these bad days will happen. But whether so, that's really important. You know, like if, if I said to you, you know, seven days of a perfect lifestyle, nailed on, you know, only water, great food, or two weeks of a perfect lifestyle, and then 50 weeks going back into your old ways, <laughs> compared with half a percent better every day, not ever getting perfect. Well, you well, I know what I'd write half a percent better every day over a year leads to that whereas two weeks of perfection and then the rest leads to that yeah and you want an upward trend so I think that's where good lifestyle incremental small gradual progress is better Mm. also I think with this is as well which is really good is when you get people progressing gradually you don't notice that you're making those changes you're not going right you know this is why new year's resolutions fail because you're setting yourself 10 things to do on January the 1st. And then as soon as you get to February the 1st and you've dropped five, you go back in trolled ways. So, I think yeah. it's probably like almost everyone fails New Year's resolutions. <laughs> 100%. And, and, but that's not a criticism of people failing. That's just because you're setting your bar too high. Yeah. Whereas yeah. those small, gradual progress leads to the, the results that you want. Mm-hmm. You know, and I when we start the new year, when we, we break down habits, so something I work with clients on is we look at habits over a two week period. So a new habit every two to four weeks. And the reason I say every two to four weeks is because you need to consistently do that every day before you can go on to the next habit. Mm-hmm. So even if you nailed one new habit every four weeks, that's like, that's 12 to 13 new habits a year. Yeah. That, is sustainable because you haven't you've gradually added them in and 13 new habits a year now you're starting to perform now you're at the levels you're at rather than trying to commit to 10 you don't do Mm. so 13 sustained over the year whereas you've got the 10 you try and do on the on the first week of january and you 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 don't do any of them so i think that's it and then the last point around what you said there lauren so i've gone on a long-winded point to what your answer there i love it i love it um is the clean slate policy. So, you know, let's, you know, we use the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and the Thursday being bad as the example. Friday, just wake up and go again. Thursday's gone. The clean slate policy allows you to wipe the slate clean. Mm -hmm. What you did on Thursday will not change your, will not make you unfit, unhealthy, and your performance will drop. It's one bad day. You just let, like, get on it next day and go again on Friday. Um, But going back to what you said, where people can, I think it's really, it's this self-awareness is, when you start to log how you felt on Thursday against Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's those patterns, that information it's giving you, which will shape what you should be doing moving forward. And I think that's what's really, really important. And when business owners, when I talk to business owners or anyone in general, this is for anyone, you know, um, I don't know your, your audience, Lauren, but stuff, anyone this is important for, when you start to see the performance on good on those, those good days, and you start feeling good and you've logged it, then you start to realize, well, that's what perform- that's what being healthy and fit means. And that's why I'm now performing really well. Mm-hmm. No, I think uh, I love that. And uh, it was a, it was a good long winded answer. <laughs> I'll bring me in a little bit. I can go again. <laughs> I get intense, get a bit passionate on me points and go no, for it. It's, it's, it's great. And I think, you know, like you said, it's something that everyone needs to know. 
Uh, I mean, it's definitely something that I, uh, there's the perfectionist in me that's like, yeah, but if you get Thursday wrong, then how can you get up on Friday? But it's, it's like, it's false, right? It's a false belief. It doesn't actually make any logical sense, but we can have this sort of like perfectionist within us. Um, one thing I want to, I do want to focus on, you know, for people who are busy, uh, and, and even more busy at the moment, they might have kids at home and, you know, or they might be finding it, it's hard to, to get out and shop and do the things they need to do. Um, what, what do you kind of suggest for, I guess, being able to cope with trying to deal with business, maybe feeling like that's, you know, uh, stressful at the moment. I mean, that, I think everyone's feeling pretty stressed about things like cash flow and all that kind of stuff's happening. And then it's like, oh, like, and now I've got to think about my health as well. And it can feel a bit overwhelming. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how you help people who are quite busy and stressed and overwhelmed to be able to still bring healthy habits into their life? Yeah, great point. Uh, great question asked, actually. Really relevant at the moment. I think I think for me, and, and just to give context and, and why it, I suppose it's easy to answer is um, we're homeschooling at the moment. I have a four and a six-year-old, so me and my wife have businesses, so we're trying to balance the school day with our own businesses and, and stay on top health-wise and stuff. So every day is a challenge, but it's all good. There's good things to come out of it as well and stuff. But I think... Innovation happens in the blink of an eye, and to understand the implications, you need a credible source that helps to make sense of it all. Stay up to date on the most pressing innovation issues shaping the world today by subscribing to Better Innovation, a podcast featuring top management strategists, policymakers, and leading innovation thought leaders from across the globe. Going into its sixth season, Better Innovation, hosted by Jeff Saviano, a global innovation leader with EY, delves into how innovative technologies like blockchain, artificial intelligence, digital currencies, and the promise of Web 3.0 are transforming the global landscape. Featuring elite guests like Jeremy Allaire, CEO of Circle Financial, authors Whitney Johnson and Rita McGrath, former U.S. Cabinet member Andrew Card, and a number of leading MIT scientists. Subscribe today and hear more from these distinguished guests. Subscribe to Better Innovation on your favorite podcast platform. Welcome to America, the land of junk sleep, where it's bedtime, but you're double booked. Here, there's always one more deadline to meet, episode to watch, or meme to share. The world may not want you to sleep, but we do. Only the sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help you find the right bed at the right price. Unjunk your sleep. In-store or online at mattressfirm.com today. Because of those challenges of a young family trying to run businesses that have been obviously challenged and, and, and what everyone else has, plus you're trying to stay healthy and fit, I think the biggest thing that comes down to is consistent daily habits, is being very, very, very drilled down routine. So something, again, which will work with which educate business owners on, this can be for anyone, is to the night before, just map out your day the night before how it looks. And I think, you know, I talk about, I talk about three, so three things I do. I talk about, um, so health, happiness, and growth. So three areas on a daily basis that I commit to, and everything else fits around that. So health, there's an hour for health, an hour for happiness or two, and an hour, one to two hours, two hours from even more for growth. And what that is, they're the first things that go into my diary the night before planned out. Health is an hour for fitness and uh, movement, so walking or training or exercise, preparing food. So that's an hour. 
Uh, an hour of happiness it might be playing with the kids or things I enjoy. For me, I'll read a book every morning. First thing I do, I love self-development and reading. So I'll do that in time with the kids. Again, that's that's factored in. And growth is things that are productive for my business. So things that I really need to do, not just a couple of emails or a couple of calls, which are really, they might be calls actually, really important. But things are really, really, they're the most important things for me to develop and grow my business to move it forward. So I look at them things going into the diary first. Yeah. And guard them. Yeah. So they're the first things that go in. Then if nothing else happens in the day, I've committed an hour to my health, hour to my happiness, so family, or I've said self-development, they're my main two, but some people might be playing sport or whatever it may be. That's personal. And then business growth as well. So they go into the diary and they're guarded. And then homeschooling and calls and emails and firefighting and everything else the day wants to throw at you will happen and pull you off. But you've got them things done. So at the end of the day, you've there's four or five hours there that are wins for you. So that it starts the night before planning and it's daily habits. It's that consistency to those things are really important. I always look as well. So readings 30 minutes before, before I switch on, do social media or anything, my development work's done. It's not for everyone. Five o'clock. I've read for 4.30 to five. I've read five o'clock to seven is that. Then 7.30, I'll go about the day. I train late morning because it works for me. It breaks up when I've had some decision fatigue come in. So, um, but then by 7.30, I'm entertaining other stuff. I might check social media on the phone. I'm dealing with some challenges i've done two and a half hours of really good stuff so get it done early get things done early because then the days are win whatever happens in the day because life right now as we know curveballs are all over the place it's throwing things at us at least you've got two and a half hours of wins in there and it's nothing better than seeing little green ticks in your journal that you've done a few things positive you know um and the last thing and the reason i'm sharing what works for me and i always say it's got it's got to be work what works for other people because that's really important. But the reason I'm sharing what works for me is because you can see there that if I've guarded that time and I've done it early, it's really productive and positive on my outcome. And training-wise, I do late morning because what you'll find is I'm more productive in the morning. Generally, people are. Not everyone's a lark. Some people are ours. But if you've done a lot of good stuff and you get to late morning, you're going to have a slump and a lull. That's when, I say, just before lunch, get a workout in. Because yeah. an hour of walking or training, the endorphin release from exercise, the movement, what it does for your posture and your energy levels, then you have lunch, actually makes you feel better in the afternoon. Mm. So a period of good work then leads to late morning training, breaks the cycle. And for me, then it might be half the day of then I've got to commit to the children for the homeschooling or whatever way around it is. But it's just broke the cycle. Um and as you can see there, I spoke about four or five hours, Lauren, but that's not five hours of work that's really important to me. That's yeah. two hours. Yeah. And then two to three hours of health and happiness because we need the other things to perform well. Yeah. I didn't have self-development and things I enjoy and training and time my family and it was all work. Well, I wouldn't enjoy my work as much. I mean, I'm grateful. I do love my work. But <laughs> for people that don't, break the cycle. And that's the health and happiness. So look at those three things, health, happiness, growth, factor them into your day, and then the rest takes care of itself.
I really like that. I think that is such a good way of putting it. Like to have this kind of, I love the early morning thing as well. Like, because I think that like I do a similar thing. I sometimes do it. I sometimes don't on my like ideal. I'm not as disciplined as you, Oliver, (laughs) but on my ideal days, the days that I find I just finish the day and I'm like, oh, that was such a good day. I usually wake up at 5.30. I do like a couple of hours of work because I actually find that's when my brain is like really, um, it's still like warming up, but it's actually quite good at getting tasks done like at that time, you know? So I'm like, I just, I just go like bang, 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 get through like all those things that I'm like, I really need to get this done today. And then I'll go for like a walk with my husband, go get a coffee, kind of have a bit of like, just, you know, nice time, go for a swim if it's warm enough. And then I'll come back and I'll be like, now it's like my ideation time. What am I doing with my business long-term? Like, I guess it'd be like that growth kind of stuff that you're talking about. And so then it's sort of like the rest of the day as things come up, I'm like, it's okay because I've had this time to like do things that are most important. It's, it's very, very similar, but I just haven't been so calculated with it. I'm like, oh, that's why it's working. <laughs> yeah, but that's perfect what you said there. And it, it's just, yeah, it's just actually you've done exactly what I've described. And this is what we're business owners, except all I've done is obviously we've broken it down into a strategy. So it's, I suppose, we can pass on to people to, you know, it's like systems and strategies, things they can do. So that's all it is. But you're doing, you're nailing it on the head there. And, and some people will go, you know, oh, yeah, but I can't, you know, I'm not good in the morning, get up early. That's fine. Do what works for you. Fit it in around your life and your schedule. But just know if people can get into a routine of going to bed slightly earlier, switching off, getting up earlier, the mind, you're generally in that spot to be performing productive during the day. Because decision, decision fatigue affects everyone. And that is purely and simply... As the day goes on, we're constantly making automated and thinking decisions over everything, what we're eating, you know, little things, and they're just mounting up. And everyone has decision fatigue, and it will affect you later on down the day. So like you've nailed it on the head, do those things early if you can. And that's really, um, and I think that's really important. But like you said, and like we've said as well is, if that hasn't worked out, then the clean slate policy the next day, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Just get onto it the next day and crack on. But um, yeah, I urge people to consider those ways of doing it and doing things early. Like you've said, I'm the same as you. You're just up, you're alert, you're, you're working and, and you're getting stuff done early. Really important. I want to ask you a little bit about um, posture because you've mentioned it a few times and I actually saw I was watching the other day because it's, you know, like trying to like keep myself entertained. I was watching the big fat quiz of the year from 2019, you know, like a few months ago, end of the year. And they were showing the UK like uh, health, um, like this, this kind of, I guess, like public health campaign and it was like this woman who was like, she had like white, like white and red like, so really pale skin, red eyes, was like slouched down and like had varicose veins and she just looked horrible. And it was sort of like this campaign against like, you know, just sitting at a desk all day and you kind of end up, and I was like, oh, that's actually really scary. Like I really wouldn't, <laughs> I'm like, is that going to happen to me? So, you know, in terms of posture, in terms of, you know, like we can also at home be not necessarily doing the best things. How much it, 
of a difference to things like getting up and going for a walk and, you know, moving every day have on things like our, our posture and, you know, back pain and things like that? Huge. It's really big. And, and I think now with, um, I suppose with like medicines and tablets and things like we live in pain because tablets are helping us, you know? Um, so people oh, I've got an issue here and you can take some tablets and you do things and that's how it goes. But really, you know, good food and exercise and movement, that's your natural medicine you should be having because that can really help. So I think with masks because we can take stuff and do things or we can see an osteopath and they can click you around or whatever they're going to do and, and that's fine. But it's really, you've got to do the preventative stuff and that's what's really important. Um, not relying on medicines or other people and we can all do that. So I think that's the first thing to get across. But certainly with with posture, um, and I'm going to have to sit myself back, actually, because I've just started forward talking. Now, it's interesting. I've, before we went live, I had a client with two, uh, um, group session with clients, and one of them's had some shoulder and back pain. Hasn't been able to do a couple of sessions since last Tuesday. Ollie, I'm aching a bit, and, and, and I'm aching. I said, have you been sitting down? Like he said, yeah, I've just been working and sitting down. And I was like, mate, you need to get up, you know. You need to get up, and you, you need to get moving. So, because – Back pain. So when you're, and this is why strength training is really important. So when your muscles are stronger, they're able to support your structures and your spine and your posture. So that's why strength training is really important. Yeah. So the, the training there is really important. The other thing is in mobility, keeping your shoulder, shoulders mobile and your back loose. And, and, and again, that helps your posture. And when your posture is better and you're feeling stronger and you're feeling good and you haven't got the niggles and the pains, again, that's helping your productivity. You know, I'm in pain. I'm in bats really sore today, but I'm going to slog on and try and work anyway or take two ibuprofen and I'll get through it. No, address these things. And what people don't realize is that those healthy habits will make your work task better when you're not in pain. You're feeling good about yourself anyway. So a simple, a really good tip. And this is what I said to him, funny enough. I said to him an hour ago, just before we've gone live because I've just finished. And I said to him, look, Every 20, because he's sitting down a lot, every 25 minutes, set a timer. When the timer goes off, I want you to get up. I want you to walk around. And I just want you to walk for five minutes, three to four minutes, for five minutes. Just walk. And then you're there. I just want you to rotate your shoulders. And I just want you to turn your head. And I just want you to pull your shoulders back. And I just want you to loosen off your back and circle your hips. Just do some movement because... Not only by getting up and moving around helps your posture. When you go back then five minutes later and set the clock for 25 minutes, you feel a bit energized. That, yeah. action, that break from workflow allows you then go into another really good focus 25 minutes. Feel a little bit looser. You're not slumped for too long. Because look, life, type in, everything pulls our posture in the wrong position. So, yeah, no, all right. <laughs> Yeah, but we'll do it. That's just life. But I think the, the only rule of thumb is if you're in brilliant flow with work, 25 minutes and it does go off, finish that flow because sometimes you've got to finish something when you're in flow. But um, yeah, that's all I'd say. Just get up and move. It will help. Now, we've got, we've got to finish up soon, but I really want to ask you uh, a, a question I think is actually really important that isn't talked about a lot, which is that this is all well and good for us as like founders to be like, okay, we, we want to be productive. We want to be high performers. But what about our teams? Like if we are noticing that these things are making a difference, like how important is it to encourage our staff, our employees to be adopting these habits as well? Yeah. I think it's hugely important. So first of all, from a leader's perspective, it's set an example, you know, 
being the leader that stays, that is healthy, that is fit, is a great example to your team, you know? So that's then a personal level. So when a business owner is is healthier and fitter and they're performing better, is great. But the example it's sent to its employees is brilliant as well. Then it filters down. And I think if you've got a boss or a company that's investing in their staff's health and performance, so their lifestyle, their nutrition, their health, their fitness, one, that staff member will feel valued. It's like an employee benefit, isn't it, you know? You're giving something back to your staff. You're encouraging them to be healthier. And that's hugely important. But, and the, and even then, even more so, is that they're feeling valued, is when you are getting them to perform better and doing all the things you do, so eating well and movement and mindset strategies to stay at that level, when they're healthier and happier and fitter, their productivity at work is going to soar. And if their productivity at work soars, that's a result on your business. So a business owner is going to get them performing brilliant, much better. And, and I think actually um, this might extend that point when we spoke about daily habits, Lauren, and something I think is really important is I've said about health and happiness alongside growth, you know, as an employee. But I think if companies, bosses want them to slog nine hours out with no breaks or whatever they can do, they're probably only going to do five hours productive anyway before they'll switch on and look at social media and their mind goes anyway. So you might as well get them doing five brilliant hours of productivity and give them the extra time to train and do their health and happiness because it's quality of work not time on the work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And health and happiness will lead to better performance on the growth or your work tasks. So giving your staff the opportunity to be healthier and happier and do that stuff will make their performance at work better. Yeah. Allowing those breaks, getting up every 25 minutes, have an hour for training, encourage them to eat uh, good food and health. So, you know, I think they're the benefit. I think that's really important and that's for anyone listening, you know. Yeah, no, it's really, really great point. And just before we go, I know that, you know, you and I were chatting about this before. This is something that you're really active in in helping businesses do. So can you talk a little bit about sort of the, the tools and resources you've developed to help businesses with this? Of course, yeah. Um, so, but it basically, it was last, end of last year, we created an app called Lifestyle and the app was built to, as a complete mentor and health fitness well-being resource so um, we created the app and the idea was to be able to support companies of any size using app and technology the way it's set up it's just we just thought right we can do a really cost-effective way to provide all these resources to companies to be able to support their staff so that was built that was created launched in January and obviously it's been fortunate that I had that in place when COVID hit, when other challenges were faced within the business, we were able to do this for companies. So that was obviously really important. But all I've done is really, is just create a platform to allow all of the things. So, you know, recipes and lots of recipes and create your own meals, lots of workouts, home workouts, dumbbells, body weight, um, mindset and performance strategies like blogs and articles section. Um, I created a section on challenges and activities for those with kids because I had them. So trying to keep them entertained during lockdown has been my challenge. So every time I did something they enjoyed, I 
I've put it, built it and put it into the app. And um, and I think the a, a really good thing is like I've got a chat room as well. So we spoke about fitness and nutrition and these health benefits. The power of communication and interaction and support for morale and, team and camaraderie is hugely important. So, you know, like Zoom calls and like people have done online virtual stuff communicating. I set up a chat room. So that's there. Well, like a social network, really, like a Facebook group to allow employees to chat and talk, not just about work. Um, like we did a workout for one of our companies last week. And for two hours after, there's a whole pings going on. Everyone's just chatting about great workout and what they've done. And, yeah. you know, for me, I think as a boss, seeing that, as seeing their employees chatting for two hours, you know, I think after about non-work tasks, it's bringing them together. You know, it's that, it's like when the, you go on holiday with your friends and then for two weeks after you're sharing photos and stories, it brings you closer. So the community section or the community chat room allows that. And I think that for morale and well-being is really important. It's not us chatting, Lauren, you know, you've done some, I mean, I've followed all your live interviews. You've done amazing how you've tried to be positive with your, with the stuff you've done in lockdown and these interviews, you know, you've, you've done a great and like, this is great. Catching up with you, like-minded people is really enjoyable. And, you know, this is all part of chatting, communicating and interacting, you know. So, yeah, that's a really important part of it as well. So, yeah, I love, yeah. That. love that. I think that's so Lifestyles, the app. Can you uh, how do people find out more about that? Should they get in touch with you? Yes, yeah, it's, it's all on. It's in the app store, but they'll just better download the app. So they have to just get in touch with myself, because what I like to do is chat to the business owner first, you know, size of company what they do, what their, their job, uh, what their uh, industry is. Yeah. So I can yep. understand what their employees are because yes, it's a complete resource sitting there, but then I might be able to steer relevant stuff or when I'm creating further content, it can be specific to them. So it's an initial chat first of all. So yeah, just Ollie Burkwes across platforms or email me Oliver at 40fit.co.uk. Um, um, but get in touch, you have a chat and we can, we can discuss and, yeah, and that was it. I've, I've got the app online because I can. it can be chatting with anyone wherever in the world now, and that was what I wanted to try and do, impact yeah. the world. I love it. I love it. What a great – and, you know, one one quick final thing I was going to say is what a great way to bring work uh, mates together over doing something healthy instead of, like, Friday night drinks. Like, you know – like to do something that's actually, uh, you know, good for us at the same time. I just think that's fantastic. Um, Oliver, yeah, I was going to say that employee. Yeah, because I, so I was going to say that actually. You're, yeah. It's really true because, um, you know, I think well, we can't go out to the races or go on the lash now as such at the moment because of lockdown. But actually finding other ways for employees to work together that's healthier, I think, is the new I think it's more now how things are in a corporate environment, you know, corporate fitness, corporate culture is about people being together in a healthier and a positive way. Yeah, we love the socials, but other ways to bring your employees together now, I think is important. Yeah, I completely agree. Now, I know you're a busy man. You actually have another appointment now, so I have to let you go. But thank you so much. This has been an awesome chat, and I definitely feel more motivated. So thanks, Oliver. Oh, look, Lauren, look, thanks. It's been my pleasure, and um, it's great to come on the show. And, and keep doing what you're doing, Lauren, because you're doing – brilliant things with your uh, podcast and your interviews. So yeah, keep up the positivity and great stuff. <laughs> Likewise. Thanks, Oliver. Cheers, Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye.